Well, meet Zaki Ahmad, Abdul Razak Ahmad, born known to everybody in South Africa simply as Zaki. Almost everybody. I once met an elderly man in a village near the Limpopo River who hadn't heard of him, but then he hadn't heard of anything much. Um, to South Africans, other perhaps than the President and the Minister of Health, Zaki is a national treasure. Someone in Kailicha once said to me in Afrikaans, he's a vialaka double A, A plus, AA. What that person had in mind was not Alcoholics Anonymous nor the Automobile Association, but Zaki's emergence at the forefront of two great South African struggles, apartheid and AIDS. Zaki was born in Johannesburg in 1962 and raised in a Muslim community in Cape Town. Raised is actually the operative word here. As a youth caught up in the fight against the racist state, uh, Zaki famously raised his own school during the period of the Soweto uprising, during which setting fire to schools uh, was a way of registering more than just protest. And he was arrested and detained five times between 1976 and 1980. For 10 years, he was an underground ANC activist and a somewhat heroic figure, as Time magazine once put it, filled with defiant energy. Filled with defiant energy is, I think, uh, the Zaki we all know and love. That energy was put to many positive ends, to building NGOs, providing educational support to the most straightened of youth in South Africa, to skills training and the like, to publicizing the Freedom Charter by means of street art, monumental street art, to organizing mass ANC funerals at a time when mass political funerals was perhaps the only um, obvious means of conscientizing a population called to make the townships of South Africa ungovernable. Indeed, it marked the last phase of the struggle against apartheid and the first phase of liberation. Zaki's a well-known social critic, a social critic of his allies in the ANC as well as of his enemies. Zaki enjoys enormous loyalty from a substantial number of people, deep enmity from those in power in South Africa to whom he insists on speaking truth, and deep respect from almost everybody. This, of course, is only a prelude to the epic that is Ahmad, a longtime gay activist as well, openly homosexual in a South Africa, then deeply hostile to anything that bespoke the name of sexual freedom. Zaki founded the National Coalition for Gay and Lesbian Equality and was its director in the early 1990s. He was also instrumental in the fight for the equality clause in the um, first South African constitution, uh, an enormous achievement in the domain of human rights. At the time, it looked anything like it would be a successful struggle that but like many other of Zaki's struggles, in the long term, it turned out to be successful. He also involved himself in a number of very difficult cases in the South African legal system that conduced to the decriminalization of sodomy and to the removal of, inequ of inequalities suffered by gay life partners under South African law, not least of immigrants. Some of those cases, uh, as is well known, are now standard fodder in the curricula of law schools in South Africa. But 
It is his AIDS activism that has earned Zaki most of his international recognition. Uh, probably the only person in this room that's been covered fairly regularly by Time Europe and by The New Yorker. Uh, Zaki famously was the founder and is one of the mov moving geniuses of TAC, the Treatment Action Campaign. He was also director of the AIDS Law Project, an NGO that fought human rights abuses uh, against people suffering from HIV AIDS. TAC, of course, has become internationally famous, famous for its fight at once against the pharmaceutical um, industry and the South African government, and by extension, the international um, intellectual property regime and primarily its defense by the US state. There's no need here to recount the story of TAC. It's well known, and if it isn't to any of you, it should be. But what is remarkable about Zaki's story is how he laid his own body on the line, how, after his own HIV-positive diagnosis, he refused to take antiretrovirals until TAC won the struggle for affordable uh, HIV, um, antiretroviral treatment for all, a truly tactile politics, if you will. In the dark years of 2003, with the government then unrelenting, he lost an enormous amount of weight in just a few weeks and suffered bodily, refusing even Nelson Mandela's imprecations to, um, to begin to take his drugs. Indeed, in those years, I remember very well in a, 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 a cafe which we both frequent in Cape Town, the Olympia Cafe in Cork Bay, uh, the standard fare of conversation was, and how is Zaki? As defiant as he was in uh, importing cheap generic drugs to South Africa from Thailand for 700 sufferers in 2001, so in illness, his moral strength focused the cause very dramatically and had an enormous amount to do with the gradual willingness of prominent black South Africans, including Mandela himself, to break their own silence on AIDS, AIDS deaths, and indeed suffering in their own families. Uh, all of which, of course, conduced to, to Saki's most recent encounter with health problems, his heart attack from, in 2005, from which, gratefully, he seems to have recovered very well. But two other things for which he stands, two things that marry his activism uh, and, um, to, to a political praxis, a praxis of salience to scholars as well as activists, are worth noting. One is his pursuit of what one has come to think of and to call lawfare, the use of the law courts for an effect of politics, uh, and understanding that more and more significant struggles, grassroots struggles as well as all other kinds of struggles, are to be successfully fought, successfully pursued, both in failure and in success uh, through the court system. And in fact, TAC and the um, AIDS movement in South Africa has, under his guidance, made an extremely successful foray in that domain. Uh, just at lunchtime, he was telling me that um, when he goes home, he's thinking of returning to law school to do an MA and a PhD, further to explore just these things. The second um, element where his activism meets his praxis is the understanding that the politics of life and death is where politics in the 21st century is coming more and more to lie. And any of us who um, still remember Katrina beyond our 10-second memory span will realize that that is true here as everywhere else. The politics of life and death is precisely the politics that TAC has led South Africa into in the 21st century, not allowing uh, the citizenry of South Africa to forget what lies just out of sight. What lies just out of sight is uh, death sentences, which very easily may be made into life sentences, which of course are a whole lot better. 
Saki is the living embodiment of both of those things. He's also received an enormous number of distinctions. In 2001, he was Time Magazine's Person of the Week. In 2001 as well, Desmond Tutu's Leadership Award was made for the first time to him. In 2003, he was one of Time Europe's 35 heroes around the world, although with his sense of humor, he would appreciate the three others were Bono, uh, J.K. Rowling, and David Beckham. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he's also had more seriously the Nelson Mandela Award for uh, Health and Human Rights and has been nominated by somebody in this room for the Nobel Prize in Peace. The award that he remains to receive is the reward which he deserves most, and that is the reward for designing perhaps the best activist T-shirt in the history of the world. He's wearing a copy of it today. In fact, one of our students, Saki, comes to speak to our students in our Cape Town program every year, and one of our students was so inspired by this T-shirt uh, and said to me that this really represented the peak of African aspirations. So he trained. He took himself to the top of the highest point in Africa, Mount Kilimanjaro. He had a picture of himself taken in the T-shirt, and he sent it for you, Saki, today. Welcome. 